I believe what we stumbled across is not man-made, but a phenomena of nature, one that can't be explained. This phenomena is the storm. <laughs> Hello. That was a little quote from Kurt Douglas's mouth uh, from the film The Final Countdown. Uh, and you're listening to the Science Fiction Rating System with me, Chris, and Alex, and Sam over there. And yeah, today, hi. As a, hi, guys, hi. And today we're doing The Final Countdown, which is a, a forgotten about film from 1980, which is basically about a aircraft carrier which gets uh, put back in time. Uh, you guys ever heard of this before? No. This phenomenon? No, no. No, <laughs> no not um, at all. It's written by a lot of people. There was a lot of people this, wrote it. Lots of people involved with this, which seems like a lot of people have written this, which seems weird because there's not much story. No. Do you know why it got made? As a why? giant advert for the Navy? <laughs> no, because Kirk Douglas's son, his youngest son, yeah. uh, who was 23 at the time, wanted to be a film producer mm. and got hold of the script and basically... Said, I'll make a film, Dad. And so Kirk Douglas is right, we're going to make your film. And so, yeah, at the age of 25, this film came out. Uh, Peter Vincent Douglas produced this, which is got to be some sort of record for young producers, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. If, it's the kind of film that feels to me like someone had an idea about time travel and everyone was just like, that's too expensive. And then he's just like, I could set it on a battleship and make it like a naval advert. And they were like, yeah, cool, mm. yeah, have all this money. Like, And it- and, and the, the outcome would be nothing has happened. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's going to cost nothing. And, <laughs> and we don't talk about time travel or there's no one's got any interest no. in time travel. We don't talk about the repercussions. No, we just mention it every so often. We, in fact, yeah, we just yeah. have one character who seems to be bothered <laughs> with time travel and yeah. no one else is. <laughs> yeah. So all star cast on this: Kurt Douglas, Martin Sheen. Yeah. Um, it was meant to be Michael Douglas in Martin Sheen's role. It was a real Douglas family affair, but he, oh, he couldn't. Was uh, he was filming you've Chinese. Got this, you've got all the stats. That would have been you? weird. I don't think that would have worked. Mm. It would have been weird, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. This is the second film of our Pearl Harbor specials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never forget. Yeah. Never forget. Battleship Last season. Greatest generation. <laughs> yeah. Last week we did Battleship, um, yeah. and uh, this this is basically set in the same place, right? It's, it's a, uh, it, there's a Battleship in this and in Battleship. Uh, both films, they think at one point that these it's a military manoeuvre, like that the government yeah. has set it up and that it's, it's yeah. they're being faked out, basically. Uh, mm. Both films... This is a USS Nimitz. Yep. Yeah, which but, is the same class as the aircraft carrier in the other film, even yeah. though there's a big time difference. Yeah, fifty-year um, time difference. Yeah, what other? Um, there's casual racism in both films. Yes, casual, casual races in both films. Yeah, Japanese um, appear in both films and are not yeah. treated the best that they they could be. Um, they, I mean, basically, Pearl Harbor is quite a sacrosanct subject matter in mm. America. It's yeah. one of the, you know, the, the, the backstory things that they they like to love. It's mm. like our Trafalgar, um, and yeah, we they they like to relive it, reenact it, talk about it, all the rest of it. I, so, I, I didn't know that that memorial. I didn't know what that memorial was. I'm sorry for being ignorant to our oh, American the sunk ship. 
Yeah, to, to yeah. our American listeners, I'm sorry, I didn't know the Arizona Memorial. I didn't know what that was. When you see it, I was like, <clears throat> oh, what's that then? Um, they make a big thing of that, don't they? I know about that. It leaks oil. It still leaks oil. You can. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still polluting 40 years still later. You were saying. So they. Yeah, so out of manoeuvres again. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, the captain and we've got. Uh, some CIA guy, right, or Navy guy who's been put in. Oh, it's Martin he's, Sheen's character. He's, Martin Sheen's character, and he's he there to sort of oversee systems them. Analysis, uh, sorry, System. Systems analyst. Yes, it's a bit like the the guy, the the what's his the Clancy guy, the the I forgot what the, oh. the, the character's called. The like Red October guy. What's he called? Oh, oh I know. Uh, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. it's a bit like that. But Benny is is there. He's going to tell them what they're doing wrong. It's very strange how he gets there. They give him a cabin and there's a guard, but then well, he manages to just wander into someone else's cabin. <laughs> but there's the, the key setup as well at the start of the film when yeah. he gets out of an unmarked car and he's mm. he's been put up to this by a mysterious unknown yeah. name. His company, mm. the company he works for, also work for the Defence Department. Yeah. yeah. So they've built those ships, basically. And yeah, that his yeah. boss, mm. he's like, oh, can I say goodbye to Mr. whatever his name is? And they're like, no, he's no. fine in the back. Yeah. You think there'd been like some overarching story here which they never really flushed out? Like uh, It loops yeah. back in the end. Yes, but at the yeah. end, well, let's just discuss at the end, because there is something at the yeah. end, definitely, that's yeah. missing, I think, yeah. The, um, yeah, so they're on the ship. They go out, but there's quite a lot of like just business we see, isn't there? Like so we see much a lot business. Of, we see a lot of business. Did now, you if like, you like that? Yeah, did I you love like the business? Yeah, I thought you. I will like go the on YouTube and I will just watch them old. So I like that style of documentary mm. where there's no voiceover and it's just like yeah. footage. Yeah, it's just great. Yeah, I mean, if if if, if people want to see what it's like on one of those ships, this is this does. I mean, is there's loads of aircraft taking off and landing. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of business. I've got a production yeah. anecdote. Shall I mention this? I mentioned to Chris off air. Do it. That basically, the director mm. um, essentially was filming a documentary about the, the Nimitz was a real serving ship. It oh, was okay. in the Atlantic rather than the Pacific. Yeah. And all the external shots are filmed out at sea. Mm-hmm. And then they docked the Nimitz. And, they're all, and all the internals are filmed on the, on the battleship still, but docked. Oh, okay. But the guy basically was just filming a documentary about this battleship. Like, everyone you see on the, the deck, aircraft they're all carrier. real crew. Mm. Sorry, aircraft carrier. They're all crew. Um, and there's 45 voiced, um, like, credited actors who are actually crew in the film and things like that. Yeah, um, some of them you can tell. There's, yeah. there's a couple of scenes where you can tell these aren't actors. Like, yeah. yeah. But but he was. But that's what the film was like. It is. I, really, I really liked it as well. I loved how it was like a fly-on-the-wall thing. Mm. But apparently the crew left halfway through a lot of the crew because they were so This is the film crew, not the Navy The film crew, crew sorry, yes, yeah. yeah. Disillusioned of how they're making the film because <laughs> it, it was, just wasn't a film. And uh, all the action sequences are filmed by the second uh, the second director, where, where, well, some oh, other okay. team anyway, because this guy, the director busy, himself, yeah. was basically just making a big documentary about being on a, on a ship, which mm. shows, doesn't it? And, yeah. And, and, and I, think the, I think the strength of the film is the fact that it is so... Well, yeah, it's like you said, yeah, yeah, it's like a like a discovery, well, a better discovery yeah. channel where you're in yeah. it, isn't it? It's really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what the style I like that style of documentary yeah. making used to get back in the eighties and seventies and eighties. Yeah. Like 
You just don't get that anymore. It's a pity that Kirk Douglas isn't anybody else. So I think with a different actor as the captain, maybe this would have been... He's just—he's not likable. He doesn't even really feel like a captain of a ship to me. It's like, terrible. Yeah. He's not really. He's obviously yeah, like you say, he's only there because of his son making the film. Yeah. He's just not mm. good enough, really, and it, that's. A also, pity. there's a lot of shots when he's by himself, and I wonder whether those are actually in a studio because there's a lot of like clear like um, yeah. pumps on the stuff outside the windows. Yeah. And no one else has really got that, so I wonder whether he was less into the whole idea of yeah. being on a battleship. Uh, sorry, a aircraft carrier for ages than the rest of them. Mm. Yeah, well, it seems like, I don't know, it seems like them guys would be really into what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, they'd be interested in, like, going onto a ship, hanging out on a ship, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, there's this unexplained storm that happens, which seemed to um, get the ship, not the ship's escorts... No. And but, but but some of the but planes, the, but the planes which are flying in the sky, yeah, yeah, yeah it's very and that happens odd. twice. Yeah, yeah, it's some kind of weird fate, isn't it? That it's like localized around this particular ship. Mm. Is but that lo- not localized in the sense that if you're a plane and you're flying away, you're flying. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's narratively localized, isn't it? <laughs> if you're narr- if you're connected to the ship in some way, yeah. yes, you're going to go. Through. Yeah, if you sleep on the ship. You're yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, that's it's that's the storm's like Yeah. You know, like that's what you need. It's a, it's a you sleep, okay, yeah. you can go through. There's just some probably some guy who's like on, on shore leave, like just in a hotel yeah. and he's like, Whoa, what's happening? And he's like in the nineteen it's like in World War Two and then he's like, Oh he goes back yeah. again. That'd be great. But none of the other escort ships. No. Which is weird. Yeah. Um, I've got here that the time travel storm is the same special effect as seen in the lathe of heaven. Yeah, during yeah, the climactic that. dream sequence, it's, it's pretty poor. Like, yeah, it's well, that was a TV movie, so it, they've they've stolen a TV movie special effect. I mean, it's when just, they comp in like a, a a bolt of lightning, and it's literally like yeah. inside the yeah. Oh yeah, there's a, weirdly, I thought the way back looked looks a lot better than the way there. Weird, yeah, but, but it's like I think it's because you're desensitized to the <laughs> I'm used to it. Yes, probably, yeah. It's people screaming. There's a bit where the man's hands like that, and then there's like bzzz, this weird electrics come out of his fingers. There's yeah. people falling over. It's strange. It's very odd how it... But also, there's a big loud noise like in Battleship, isn't there? Yes, mm. there is a big loud a big noise. big loud noise. In the it reminds me of a Star Trek Four when they go back in time. You know, mm. when they go into the sun yeah. and then they all like, fall asleep and go into like days and then they wake up and they're literally like coming to land in San Francisco and it's yeah. like... Yeah. What yeah. is the? It's very Twilight Zone, isn't it? Or like yeah. House Limits kind of thing. Yeah, it doesn't look any good. Um, so when the storm's over, everything's just back to normal, <clears throat> except they they get the radio is like nineteen forties radio. <laughs> <laughs> they pick up, yeah, and they think that maybe Hawaii has been nuked or something i guess i think, I think war's broken out don't they, they have a yeah, lot yeah. of weird thoughts because they uh, yeah with the radio they're like oh it's just a nostalgia channel and you'd be like yeah but it's been on for three hours like yeah and they've lost all their escorts <laughs> what did you think about this kind of business because i was kind of backwards and forwards i kind of i kind of liked how procedural they were about trying to work yeah. out what was going on but then i thought it went on a lot too long of 
Like they kept mentioning the radio and they yeah. kept having different meetings mm. in different rooms about it. But then I also kind of liked how it was like... Yeah, no, no, no. You know, Kurt Douglas keeps saying, I've got to stick to the protocol and things like that. And it was like... yeah. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, kind of, it the way. Yeah. It kind of followed because he like puts up one of the radar planes and stuff. Yeah. So you kind of like makes it's sense. Probably it? what, what they've got access to because mm. it is the nineteen eighties. After all, I mean, they wouldn't have like GPS and things like that even then. Yeah. I don't think. No, no, they do take um, it like they do. Yeah, he goes into each department, doesn't he? And he's like, oh, well, yeah. "What's happening here? What's happening there?" And there's a lot um, of phone business, isn't there? A lot of phoning around different rooms and then yeah, going to them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they are cruising around. They're trying to figure out what's going on. We also see this. Um, th- th- I mean, I'll just go into it. Like, this film is very light on story. So <laughs> we're going to yeah. really start batting through this quite quickly. Yeah. So they see a contact on the radio, and it turns out to be this yacht with yeah. like some. Uh, like politicians on the senator is senator a, is, is who's the guy with him uh um I think was Arthur, some yeah a weird yeah. sexist guy just to be there to die isn't he just there so that someone's not very nice who gets to be killed i think I so i just of. wondered what the what the relationship was to these people in this yard in yeah. the middle of nowhere it's strange yeah. and she's he's a she's his political assistant but it's a shock because she's because mm. we're in you know we're in oldie world i want to know what them two what them two Japanese planes are doing there because surely from their perspective is you want a surprise attack, right? Yeah. You don't, you don't fly around two planes. No, no, that did seem silly. Yeah. 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 The only thing I could think was they're far enough out that they are, you know, I think they may have mentioned that they were like going along the, the line to see whether there weren't any like pleasure craft there. Do you know what I mean? Like the line of attack. Mm. Oh, they've yeah, got a dog maybe. as well. Sorry, that's important. Yeah, they, I'm not sure they would. Yeah, anyway, they blow up the the yacht, and then they start <laughs> shooting the people in the in the water. Which again, that's really precise. I don't think they'd be able to like no. hit individual. And they're very Kurt Douglas is very. Up, people are very upset about that, aren't they? People don't. Like they that. are. I did though again. I liked the way he won't order them to fire first of all because he's very like he doesn't want to interfere. He doesn't know what the you know, where the lines are drawn, does he, Kurt Douglas? So, like, the first time the, the ships are going, we need to fire on him, he's like, no, don't fire. Yeah. I kind of liked all that kind of... Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I missed a bit. They had a photograph it. of the Pacific fleet of battleships yeah. in Pearl Harbor. In dock. Yeah, now, this yeah. is stupid. Right? So, And it's literally the same photo. Exact same picture. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not... <laughs> yeah, so the guy, as you say, Martin Sheen wanders into next his next-door neighbour's room, which is really fucking rude, but he does it. It is rude. And it just it? happens to be a, a, the only person... Considering there's a on, guard, there's a guard yeah. on his door, right? Yeah, there's not... It just seems to have But like, then I was like, so did he go out and then back in? But then yeah. there's a, an adjoining door. Yeah. So that guy is the only person on the ship who also happens to be a historian who also yeah. happens to be looking at exactly the right time period. Yeah. So yeah. when they take the photo and go, oh, look at this, he just goes, Martin Sheen's like, oh, yeah, look, look at this. And then but, he they can... also, but he says, though, that that photo was taken in 1938 or something. When he mentions it, oh, so it's like three even... years apart from when the picture they're taken. <laughs> but as Chris says, it's literally the same photo. Yeah. I mean, why didn't they just have a different photo of the battleship? Yeah, that's really there must be lazy. two photos of that. Yeah, that's Or, so like, just make a miniature and take a photo of it. Like, yeah. It's really good. strange. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, so 
then... Because really, surely, sorry, but the phenomenon there is, like, if you've got that photo back, it's exactly the same. The more concerning bit is, well, it appears that your photo is in all the history books, so what on earth happens <laughs> that this particular photo yeah. you've taken to get into this guy's history book? Yeah, yeah. Well, they should have explained yeah. it in the sense of, like, it went into his pocket or something, and yeah. the guy who got left behind. I didn't think behind. of that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, now, there's... A problem here right right i'm listening to a podcast at the moment like an actual history book no, i'm sorry an audio book right mm-hmm. about the second world war and what's it called it, it's called it's called i'll tell you but basically it's a it's basically going about the politics of when it was called hitler's american gamble right and it was basically the politics of like when he was Hitler was trying to get the Japanese to attack America yeah. to yeah. take the, the the emphasis off him fighting Russia yeah. and yeah. it was like who declares war on who first because America didn't have the political backing to declare war yeah. and all this stuff but basically the upshot of the whole book is if Japan by attacking America Japan basically sealed their fate. Like it was yeah. literally like as soon as you get America involved, yeah. Germany and Italy are basically going down. Yeah. And Japan will be completely destroyed. Like they'll be turned yeah. into dust yeah. because yeah. they are like compared to the economy of America, mm. it's like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So now if they stop <laughs> Pearl Harbor from happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. This is my this is my big issue as well. My number one note is why at no point in the film does anybody mention that's not a secret of the war. No. You know, they, in nineteen eighty, they would have known yeah. that that is what happened and that's how it played out. Yeah. Why does nobody mention that they need to bomb Pearl Harbor? They kind of need. Yeah. It yeah. would because they keep saying about like how this battleship's so this aircraft this aircraft carries like more powerful and can yeah. go and fight the world, mm. but it can't fight the whole world, can it? No. Well, no, because again. No one makes aviation fuel of that caliber yeah. back then. <laughs> no. There's no parts being made for any of these ships or planes. Exactly. They can't go win World War Two on their own, can they? No. no. A better film would have been if, in very quickly, they'd stopped... So very early on, they stopped Pearl Harbor happening, and then they realised that they actually themselves have to commit Pearl Harbor. Yeah. The Americans I, I, have to destroy see, the Americans. Yeah, because Pearl or like Harbor there was a ship... Happen. There was an American ship which was about to like blow the cover of the Japanese, mm. yeah. and they have to take that ship out. Yeah, yeah, so they all have to dress up like the Japanese and go and bomb them their own. That would have been brilliant. I was hoping that, so that, that they would save that guy who was about to die. Yeah, and then they see something would say like, "Oh, this guy became president, and he like acqui- it, like there's a picture of him like kneeling to Hitler or something like that, as ah. though he was a guy who, like handing yeah. America to Hitler." Ah. And so then they realise, "Oh shit, we've got to kill this guy, and we've yeah. got to put back." Yeah, to yeah they could have had the photos changing like Back to the Future. Like to you future, know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. No, I mean ultimately, this whole film is a giant anticlimax because, but ultimately, I don't think happens. you can have the. <laughs> I don't think you can get the Navy involved in America, like, supporting you to make a movie, but then start fucking with <laughs> yeah. uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. I think, politically speaking. Yeah. But yeah. I think what they're really missing is the fact that America was reluctant to get into a war. Yeah. And yeah. even after Pearl Harbor, they waited until, uh, you know, Hitler declared war on them before they... Yeah. 
declared war. Yeah. Like, but, but I mean, they also they kind of hint on that the fact that when the Japanese planes go over the center in the boat, they're not at all concerned. They're kind of a bit like, what? That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But they contact the base, and so I thought, oh, maybe they are going to do that because maybe they are playing on the idea that America really wasn't an active part of it at this point. Yeah. Mm. But then, then they say they completely just forget it and like whitewash over it and don't mention it. It's, it's strange. Very yeah. strange. Yeah, you've got quite an interesting set of things you could do here and controversial things and exciting dramatic things, but they just mm. don't Definitely. do those things at no, all. No, they'd rather talk about they'd rather leer on the girl and fuck around with the dog. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's it like does, the thing is, right, there are a lot of people who wrote this and I found a review saying that basically there's a half an hour missing from this film, but I can't find oh. any more I can't find anything else to quantify that. But I do wonder that if there is an earlier draft where like Martin Sheen's character and everything he yeah. says about he's basically setting up the idea this senator was going to be president. Yes, he, is. he mentions that about three times. Yeah, and so it makes me wonder if there is a there is a version of this where all this we're saying does go off and it is all about that guy. Mm. Yeah, the role yeah. he was would have played if he hadn't have died or whatever. You know, one of I the mean they could have done it where the ship goes to the future and then it's, it's all changed. Like, it's all yeah. it's all changed and then yeah. they have to go back. Totally, yeah, yeah. One of the writers was the writer of Daryl, and that's kind of got some weird, like, like stuff in it about like what you should and shouldn't do, and hasn't it? Like in an odd way, that's got some kind yeah. of mm. weird issues. It's just, like, yeah, it, like like you say, Alex, the film is a massive anticlimax, and the fact that so little <laughs> happens yeah. makes me think that they that something has been removed. Yeah, that was yeah. there that was more interesting? Yeah, maybe. That, you know, the whole fact that they actually launch to destroy the Japanese. Right, and then yeah. the storm turns up again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's and such they get a dragged back out. to the future with their planes. Yeah, like with their planes that were flying around. Yeah. yeah, no, that's so stupid. And yeah. also, right, if you're going to take out the, if you're going to stop the ri- the threat of the Japanese, right, mm. why wait until all their planes take off? Why don't you just go and stick like a load of bombs in their ships? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, they do wait quite a long time, don't they? I think yeah. though they do do a good job of kind of showing that that Kurt Douglas is kind of he's caught between like protocol yeah. and trying to react to a situation that he doesn't know how to react to. Mm. It's kind of weird. It's it's that you know he's basically he's he knows what cards are going to be dealt, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah. And so he's but in, and he also knows how the game ends. So he's trying to think how do I best play this out to mm. be the perfect role in it in a way? And, it, that's, mm. and that's what there should be more of that, I think, but I don't know. But it's still mad how he like decides yeah. to oh, it is, it's completely the mad. Japanese. Yeah. Uh, um, it, I think it's this film has got one of the most erotic refueling scenes I've ever seen. Oh, that was brilliant, that was. Yeah, do yeah. You want to, do you, can I read out the dialogue? I had to go, go and it. find... Yeah, yeah. Two so, uh, hungry, what is it? Two hungry tomcats. Tanker, this is alert one. You've got two thirsty tomcats. What do you got? <laughs> and then they reply, I've got the hard stuff. Pull right in. And the other guy goes, <laughs> Hang on. And then he goes, Alex, Alex, just say it slightly okay, slower. Sorry. And I'm going to put some uh, albatross on the bottom of this. Okay. Do this so. <laughs> so go again. Yeah. This is alert one. You got two thirsty tomcats. What do you got? I got the hard stuff. Pull right in. Mmm, contact. <laughs> and that is, is that is that is I look up. I looked up the script because that is word for word what they. It's so odd that scene. 
It's good fun to watch. It's great. It? Looks it's completely great. Yeah, pointless, like, uh, yeah, I like seeing I, I it. it. It's a good bit of procedural stuff. But I don't think refueling was as widely used as what they said it was in no. this. Do you think they made it's... these weird homoerotic innuendos yeah. while they did it? Like, yeah, I think they were showing a really rare occurrence. Yeah, in mm. that film, maybe. I mean, it's, I had a computer yeah. game in the nineties called Falcon Four Point which had a big, thick manual, proper flight simulator thing. And mm. one of the missions on that was to refuel in midair. And I could never get past it. I could never do wow. an, an, an efficient refuel midair. It looks hard. Going. Yeah, it looks hard when you see this. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so basically there's some stuff that goes on with the guy who's going to get elected. He wants to go to... The, it's very badly done, actually, isn't it? How he wants to go to the back to Hawaii, but then they drop him at another it's like that it's like the cast don't even know what's going to happen no like well, well, well number one this film isn't poppins because martin sheen spends a lot of time saying how science it is isn't he yeah he, but it still he, could be a hall in hallucination yeah. there's no technology or sci-fi sci-fi but the this. film is trying to make it science by keeping he does mention einstein he keeps saying it like yeah but you can talk about einstein didn't make it sci-fi okay. so is it poppins you think this film it could all be in a like a hallucination or let's, just... let's do it at the end. Yeah. Got, once you go right. past the end, but yeah, you, you've missed a bit when the Japanese. So they bring they capture the oh yeah they bring the Japanese, Japanese guy, guy on, and bring him onto the ship, and then he just gets out. And... He managed to get a gun somehow and then start yeah. shooting people up. Well, it's, it's a dog's fault, isn't it? Because the dog it's runs a dog's off, fault. And, then, and then that guard <laughs> just rather than watching the prisoner, just jumps to the dog. Yeah, yeah, he's like, mm. whoa! It looks like it's going to be some wacky, like yeah, funny, mm. funny isn't thing. It isn't weird it? Yeah. how like brutal the blood packs are on this bit yeah. of gunplay it's like a really like mm, yeah becomes a bit rambo-esque doesn't it for a few yeah. minutes and then mm. but also before that happens when they're escorting the japanese guy off the helicopter you just see the back of kurt douglas's head and he he says a really racist comment about yeah. the guy but i'm like but actually but literally two scenes later there's a japanese officer on that ship serving with him, serving with yeah. him who yeah. translates yeah. all and you're just like really is this your opinions kirk like it seems yeah, a bit that is weird, isn't it's it? It's very weirdly tonally. It's a bit weird. Um, yeah, he's, he's in his own film though. Like I said at the yeah, start, he's like he's yeah. in different because a lot of his racist dialogue is said alone, just yeah. talking to himself in a room, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's strange. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Mm. So, Kurt Douglas says the USS Nimitz declares war on the Japanese Empire. That's what we'd be doing. But they haven't attacked Pearl Harbor yet. The only evidence we have that they intend to do it is in the history books. Yeah. So his argument is they might not be attacked. Like, the huge fleet going across the water. Well, it's not going to happen? Like... Mm. I mean, surely, right, shouldn't he shouldn't they just go as fast as possible to Pearl Harbor and say to them, look, here's some intel for you. Yeah. There's a massive Japanese fleet. But again, massive- they'd be changing history though, right? No, but I mean, but because his argument is they can't attack the Japanese before they attack them, isn't it? That's what this bit Alex said about how he, yeah, he yeah. But by do... them knowing about it, it, it mean it means they'd be they wouldn't be caught unawares. Yeah, yeah. But he's not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not worried about changing history at this point. He's worried about attacking first. But mm. if but if he goes to Pearl Harbor, yeah. Like, is it surely if Pearl Harbor knew this attack was happening, they could defend themselves, couldn't they? Yeah. Or, or they, were they too underpowered to? I mean, he could stop the whole thing by just putting out a radio call, like a really powerful one that they'd be able to do, just Tell literally everyone. just telling everyone what's about to happen yeah. because yeah. the Japanese would then stop and, the, yeah. you know what I mean? My, uh, you wouldn't have to launch any... Like, this is what's so stupid about it. You wouldn't have to do yeah. anything. 
my favourite character is the commander, Ron O'Neill, the, the black guy. And yeah, he's good. his speech is really funny. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he says, where is it? Oh, it's about, it's about Princeton. So he gets confused. Oh, he yeah. just starts yelling. Princeton Debate Society. Yeah, yeah. he says, he says, <laughs> oh, God, I just had it there. For Christ's sake, what is this? Some half-assed Princeton Debating Society? We're in a war situation. This is a United States warship, or at least it used to be, or will be, or what the hell ever. Oh, God damn it. You drive yourself crazy trying to think about this stuff. Yeah, Jesus, I must be dreaming. Yeah, it's just he starts yelling. That was the whole thought process, really, isn't it? That's as much as they're going to really dig into, like... Yeah. Yeah. I like all that, though. I I like before the plot gets out of control and doesn't work out, I like all the the kind of senior officers not sure what to do with the situation kind of stuff. And basically, sorry, to to continue the debating, Kirk Douglas says... If the United States falls under attack, our job is to defend her in the past, yeah. present, and future. Yeah. And then, so then Martin Sheen's like, and after that, and he says, after that, we take orders from the Commander-in-Chief of the United States Armed Forces. So then, and he's like, what, so whoever's president now Eisenhower, isn't will yeah. be <laughs> controlling this is, right, ship? Like, I'd say to him, where's that written down, the past, present, <laughs> and future bit? I'm pretty sure that's not actually written down anywhere. Yeah, You've got to, yeah. you know, <laughs> in the event of time travel, you're still... When he said that, though, I did really hope that they would go to the future. Like, I was like, oh, is this where this film's going? That they're now going to go into the future yeah. where Japan's Pearl like, yeah, dominates and D- J- Japan's taken over America or something. Um, yeah. And the battle, the aliens come. Yeah. Battleship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, long story short, they, <laughs> they, he goes to attack the Japanese, but he turns them back and yeah. then the storm like comes out of nowhere. Did he turn them back when he sees the storm? Yeah. 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 He so, sees the storm and thinks we've got to get out of here. Yeah. Like you and say, then the just... ship gets dragged back, but then the sh- all the planes start landing as well so it's very strange yeah that part. before that sorry the because the japanese guy gets free to, to calm the japanese guy down the historian tells him we know that pearl herbert's ha- happening yeah which doesn't calm him down just confuses him but also reveals to the senator that pearl harbor's happening so as mm. you say the senator then wants to tell everyone so mm. they just go oh yeah we'll take you to pearl harbor and then just yeah, yeah. send him, him in on a- an island but then he tries to take control of a helicopter with a flare gun and blows the helicopter up and kills... I like the helicopter just goes bang. Yeah. And then I was like, is this a T2 situation where someone's <laughs> going to find the helicopter and then be, have oh, yeah, I mean, advanced it's quite technology? Advanced, yeah. Advanced stuff going on in that yeah. helicopter. And oh, it's, it's weird as well because they don't, they don't explicitly say the plan, you know, what they're doing with the Senator, do they? No. Like, there's a little bit of dialogue with Charlie Sheen and uh, I forgot yeah. his name, yeah. the commander... Before he gets on, he's like, oh, you're not going to Pearl Harbor, are you? Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah, he just but they yeah. don't explain what their ethical or logical no. reason is for doing what they're doing no. at all. And it? also, if because the, they're going to send Martin Sheen to that island. Yeah, they are, yeah. yeah. But how plan, do, they've it? got no... They don't know when the storm's coming. So what, they just literally didn't give a crap they that he'd be stuck in the, the 19th... He'd be just be stuck there, wouldn't he? Like, Well, like the other guy gets stuck there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's mm. a bigger impact on the future... But that's what I didn't understand, right? Like, so, so if Martin Sheen was going there, do you think they were going there just to drop him off while they had the fight? And they're going to pick him up again afterwards. I guess because he was causing trouble. Because my, oh, I don't know. It's really. I thought. Yeah. I thought they were dropping him off to basically 
you know, they they vacate the situation, and if he t- if he gets picked up in a few years' time, whatever, in a few months by a passing ship, no one believes the idea he's met these people from the future, kind of thing. The senator, but then yeah, why would they send Martin Sheen there as well? Because he yeah. would be he would just say, "Well, I'm from the future." Yeah, he'd be able to like yeah, we're, we're talking. Yeah, do you think well. Martin Sheen's character's like super, super, super weird? Yeah, really. Like, yeah. What is he doing there? No, I don't know. No, I don't. He's know. just there to say all. He these never writes things. anything down either. He's and supposed like, to be plot-wise. Plot what does he do? What what does he move on? Well, he's just there as like an observer, but he never writes anything down. But he's just there to say all this science stuff because the military people yeah. might not say it. But yeah. but somebody else got on the ship. I don't understand. Yeah, that if you're gonna if you're writing a story and you're introducing this, it's like a fish out of water thing. It's like there's lots of things, isn't it? It's a bit like Apocalypse Now. Actually, it's a bit <laughs> like um, well, what's you... it going up the river? Yeah, if you're going to like this this situation where he's an outsider, right? Yeah. you need to do something with that, don't you? Yeah, because they've already introduced the idea that there's a guy writing the history book. So why mm. couldn't yeah. the guy actually be writing a science fiction science, book, exactly, or a science yeah. book, and then he knows about time travel? And it's, it's like, it's well, just hold on, weird. Yeah. That he knows like, about he, weird storms. Yeah, if you put Sheen in there, his character in there. There has got to be, there has to be a reason for him to, to exist. And the reason I can't work out, apart other than from, to get off the thing at the end. Yeah, apart but, from the, the, the callback at the end. That seems to be the only... Well, I mean, should we, do you want to shrink it? Well, no, on hold on, hold on. Oh. Is it all just a loop that the man has to send him there to trigger all the events that end up with him? Yeah. Well, this is the end. I think we should talk about okay. the end. Cause... Yeah, so <clears> they turn, they get back home... Uh, they a load of admirals come on and give him a bollocking for some reason, for but like they don't really minutes. show any of that. That's really <laughs> funny. Yeah, that is, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really. And they're all like laughing each other, aren't they? Like, oh, yeah, we're yeah. in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't really understand. It's like, yeah. well, the, you, you explain how they disappeared. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, oh, how did the fleet disappear? Well, you know, yeah. how well, did they I? disappear? Did they appear at the same time as when they disappeared? I don't know. Don't you go into that? No, he no. does say. No, he does say something, so I'm getting battleships confused. But doesn't he say, "Oh, you've got to explain how you got a, a, a warship got lost for in the middle of the ocean or something?" Yeah, so he did notice yeah. that they disappeared. That's it. But like, but like Chris says, though, like, well, that's everyone's problem. You've lost it too. Yeah, yeah, like, true, yeah, true. What What's the answer to that? That blames Kurt Douglas. <laughs> he, yeah, he's yeah. actually a magician and vanished. Do you it, think you I know, nicked a ship off you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, and then there's this uh, shady character in the in the car. They go and he goes. Oh, he comes down with a dog. Yeah, he's got a forty year old dog. And then, and then the uh, the dog. He should be the dog just barking constantly <laughs> because he's going like, "What the fuck?" Um, and then they he looks in the car, and then there's an old older version of uh, Laurel and Commander. Yeah, the commander. So, and he says, "Oh, we've got a lot uh, to talk about. Lot to talk about. Yeah, and doesn't talk about any of it. No. Do we? Yeah. So what? What? Why has he sent Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen, back? So it was why? him in oh, the I car. Like, there's the a little bit of business as well, like going when he goes, oh, such and such died. Has he got any family? No family at no, all. No family at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no one." Just a little bit of business, just tying that one up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was in the car in the front in the beginning, yeah. Yes, but yeah. not with his wife th- that time. Well, maybe Could she be. was, but you don't know. You never, no, never no. seen her. You never seen the back. So yeah. is it is it that he had to it's send? Yeah, is it Terminator? He's got to send. It's Carl Reese. He's got to send Martin mm. Sheen on that boat to trigger the events that get him sent back in time. 
But Martin Sheen doesn't make them change course to get hit the storm, though, does he? No, but he... And also, like, when the guy goes to the uh, deserted island and Martin Sheen's supposed to go and doesn't go, Mm. that guy doesn't say don't go or anything like that, does he? Well, Martin Sheen should know, though, shouldn't he, not go? No, but what I mean is, like, what... So the guy the guy who's in the loop, the guy who goes back in time and yeah. grows old in the past, why is he sending Martin Sheen there? Because how does Martin Sheen affect that man's paradox? You know what I mean? Like mm. Yeah. And it's, he's observing it all, but what's what is the point of that guy? Because you know at the mm. start when this when, when he gets on the ship and Kirk Douglas yeah. goes, Oh, we're two, we're two hours late leaving because you've delayed us. Yeah. And Martin Sheen goes, Oh, my boss is my boss's fault, basically. Mm. And the implication now, I suppose, is that this guy knows the storm's coming yeah, and is waiting yeah. to get the storm. But God. But what what part of that is Martin Sheen's only involvement literally that he delays it by two hours? Is that all he's there for? He'd have for, to have you know hired I mean? Martin Sheen as well. As some, he would have had mm. to sort out Martin Sheen to hire him to, mm. for the purpose of being this person yeah. on this. It's so wrong. If he had a role to play, but but his role is completely passive. Yeah. There's no need for him to go back. No. Mm. You know, that's what annoys about it. There's no... He doesn't like... I don't know... Um, yeah, he's not the. He doesn't push this all forward, or he's not the one that says send that guy to the island, or yeah, yeah, or isn't like that. He he makes him meet the the woman's wife. No, they don't no. meet because of him or anything like that. There's no role for him to play other than like mm. he's observing it all. And why yeah. would he need to observe it all? It's so. No, it's really weird. Yeah. It, it's got no. It's like one step away from being a story. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. that's yeah. what we're dealing with. Do you, the, um, the working title for this was The Last Countdown, and do you know what it was yes. called in France? No. Nimitz, Return to Hell. Nice. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense, does it? Why are they returning to hell? Like, Did you read that uh, the, the Navy in America had this poster in all their recruitment offices for years <laughs> afterwards, the final countdown poster? I bet wow. I'm so proud of it. Yeah. I bet they did. Awesome. Yeah, well, um, yeah, so... I don't know if we're supposed to go, oh, wow, at the end, or think, you know. I mean, I didn't there. mind that. And then it just a goes twist. into a ton of extra business, then, doesn't it? Yeah. Extra plane business. Extra, here's some extra business <laughs> some for off you. Cuts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the yeah. weird quote, right, about the missing bit. This yeah. is from Aries magazine, uh, Christopher John. There is nothing wrong with what is on the screen in Final Countdown, but what is on the screen is only half of the film. Maybe someday, like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, someone will go back and put in the missing half hour of this movie, wow. which implies they filmed half an hour you know, more. more plot that is just more business on the ships, more planes taken off, probably. Or maybe it is the reason for what's going on. Yeah, you know? maybe it frustrates me because I think that if you had a reason, yeah, it, I think it'd be quite a good film. I think if I think I don't mind the, the business of it, and I quite like the weird fly-on-the-wall aspect to the yeah. military. And, and despite Kurt Douglas, I think they're doing quite a good job yeah, of, yeah. Of, of at least convincing me that this is a real thing going yes. on. Yeah, yeah. But it just needs a plot. And it hasn't got a plot. And it just it's mm. frustrating that it's yeah it's missing that. Yeah, maybe they were just like, oh, yeah, and they're going to attack Pearl Harbor. Or they decide not to. And, and yeah, the Navy's like, yeah, you're not going to do that. You need to have something where they basically say the right thing, but then don't do it. Like, it's mm. almost like that, isn't it? You've got to say that you would defend America, but you can't defend America because... You can't. And so, also, it seems like they weren't ever going to do all the effects required to actually have a battle. Yeah, yeah, it was a cheap yeah. film. And, and also, yeah. the crew walked off halfway through. Who knows what they couldn't get done if they, were, yeah. <laughs> they got no one around to do anything. 
I'm not even sure like a modern plane could even, you know, fighting an older plane. I'm not sure it'd even like yeah, work, right? Do what it does, yeah. Because yeah. if there was like, because there was hundreds and hundreds of them planes, and like they'd just run out of missiles, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, they would. And the new planes, you can't fly them slow enough to be able to get behind yeah. one of them old ones, right? Yeah, I, I didn't know what that. When he kept saying, "Oh, we'll easy wipe out the fleet." Yeah. Will you? You know, <laughs> well, I think they could. Advanced. I think they would have done the fleet quite easily because they would have just gone and just got hit them with a few like, you know, you know, surface missiles. Do you know what I mean? Like anti-ship, yeah. anti-shipping missiles. You just stick one in each ship. You're done. Yeah. This whole business of having a dogfight with them, like, it doesn't yeah, work. No, it doesn't work. No. The footage of the mm. fleet is from Tora, Tora, Tora. It is, yes. Recycled again. It's a very, mm. very cheap film, isn't it, really? And what yeah. it does with that kind of stuff. Mm. I thought all the interior stuff was done on studio. I don't think it, I didn't think it was the ship. No, it's it's all it was, in the ship. Yeah, yeah. It's all in the ship, yeah. apparently. Um, yeah. That's probably why it looks all confined and pretty rubbish, because it was in the ship. It is, yeah. Do you want to know an, an interesting fact about... Um, this film uh do you know what breakaway music is do you know that chris have you heard that term before breakaway breakaway music so it's a thing it's a naval tradition that basically uh here we go when two ships that are involved in a, a transfer of fuels and stores commence breaking away from each other yeah. so they go their separate ways they play a song right like as they do it just by tradition <laughs> <laughs> Lots use the theme from uh, so the US Enterprise uses the theme from Star Trek, the USS mm-hmm. Box uses the theme from Rocky, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, etc. Et and the Nimitz used the theme from this film for years as it broke away from other ships, in a, mm. which is a nice little uh, touch, isn't it? Like Interesting. That. Not <laughs> yeah. the final countdown. No, not the final countdown, no, which, mm. which didn't exist yet, but as yeah. mentioned previously, it was apparently influenced by this film, but I don't believe no, it. No, I don't believe mm. it. Cool. Well, yeah. So, what we're saying about this being poppins or not? What's the what's the verdict on this? Uh, they do have a lot of scientific talks about time travel as well, and like they, I think I'd say no because also the implication surely is that the commander, that the the the, the 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 pilot has used his knowledge of the future because he says they say at the beginning, oh, he built this battleship, so hasn't he like gone and used his 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 knowledge. Oh, that's true. He's yeah. a bit like um. He's a bit like what's his face, man who fell to earth. He's got all these probably all these patents yeah, of yeah, things yeah. that uh future technologies that he's then ended up using because he knew how to yeah. about it. Mm. So I think that is science. If you took that element purely that a time traveler goes back and uses his knowledge of the future to make to influence it, then that's yeah. that is science fiction. Um, but yeah, the storm itself feels a bit like magic. It's like a magic portal. Um, yep. But they just really heavily try and tell you it's science constantly. One yeah, other thing: yeah. how did that guy know that storm would be there at that time? Because he's not. That's why I don't think it's. I don't. I don't no. think there's any logic at all to it. He does no. How does no? He I don't think there's a story there. Well, doesn't he just know? I was on the ship at this time. Oh, I suppose. And Martin yes, Sheen was there. He was two hours late, and. It's a proper paradox, isn't it? Because that that guy's life is literally his. The main the guy who who lives his life back from the forties. Yeah. His like narrative existence is a proper paradox because mm. there is no start point to what he knows about his situation. Is there? No. Because when he goes, when he goes back in time as a youngster, he's got no idea what's going on. No. 
but he knows enough when he gets back there's an old person to know to go back in time then so he's a yeah. oh my brain's confused now. yeah so I think it is science fiction <laughs> yeah okay I, I mean, know, I wouldn't. I'm, I wouldn't. I would. I was just going to pop. I'm into leaving poppies as well to be honest. Oh, I think really? it's science fiction because it's really either a natural phenomenon right, if we yeah. believe that happens, or they're deluded. Yeah, because because there's no there's no the technology guy, of science being used. No, and the guy who is in the paradox doesn't actively put them through it. He's not doing it for a reason. I mean, there's no reason to any of it, is no, there? No, I guess. I mean, I, literally, nothing happens while they're back there either. So it's kind of. No, they are like observers. You know, like Chris says, it could be no, it could be hallucination because the guy's old, isn't he? So it can't be hallucination. But he could be hallucinating that as well. No, because because Kirk Douglas knows he's gone missing, doesn't he? So that that guy is gone. The crew knew that guy existed, and he so they've actually travelled in, in time. So I think it is science fiction, isn't it? Yeah, they definitely travelled in time. Why? Because they've actually travelled in time. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, the dog, the dog didn't exist, and then the dog exists. They didn't. He didn't. Have a dog before, but is it a scientific reason to go through time, or is it a fantasy? Uh, no, I think Are it, we allowing I think time travel to happen without? Is the yeah, existence of time travel mean it's science fiction, or? I think the mech. I think because this film really tries to to say, look, there's a scientific explanation for that storm. We don't know what it is yet, but there there definitely is. That I think we we, we should let it off. And yeah. have, we got another, have we got another film on the list that's got time travel that doesn't relate to a machine or something like that? Not as a natural phenomenon, I don't think. No. I mean, you could say Masters of the Universe was... Because he... I mean, Skeletor uses magic, basically, doesn't that it? Should have been, that, that, that should, should have been Poppins, right. because he just has magic. <laughs> just because they're on an alien planet and stuff. But they, but again, in that, they say, oh, we've gone to another world. We're in this other dimension. They yeah, I mean, the that's right sort of sci-fi tradition, that film. You know, that's... I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think it should go in. I don't think it should go in. Oh, this is a debate. I think it's Poppins. You think it's Poppins? Yeah, I'm with Chris on this. I, I, don't, I don't think a natural phenomenon causing time travel is it's a science like they're on concept. The, they're on, it's like they're on a ride. They've yeah. been... I don't know, because just because they're passive in it doesn't mean... Because I, like, think like, if, I think if, 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 if somebody involved had... Had said anything about it being an active decision to send them back, or like the, the guy created it, or something like that, mm. it wouldn't be pop- yeah. popping, but you, but I think because yeah. nobody. If a character knew about the natural phenomenon and was using the natural phenomenon, that would make it science fiction. But they don't. Even the guy, make that the, clear. The, well, the old guy kind of is, isn't he? Because the old guy yeah. delays them by two hours to get yeah. through the, the storm. And also, you, we, we agreed that in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay, Rabbit, then it is then because he's making use of a sign. He's making yeah. use of the phenomenon. Yeah. So it isn't Poppins. So he's using it as a tool, which is basically, yeah, tool use is... Okay. Yeah. is tool sci-fi. use is allowed, right. Okay. Yeah, because you yeah. said we said with Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the reason that's Poppins is because at no point they, they don't explain why there are an, an animated world and a human world. Whereas, like I say, in this, they are trying to explain it. Mm. Yeah, okay, okay. Oh, well, that was, wow, that was... A, wow, yeah. <laughs> who knew that would get so heavy at the end? Where does it go though? I mean, it's not like we're not. It's not going to trouble the top, is it? It's not on the bottom, though. It's not, but I, I, I think it's a middle film yeah. for me. I think there's a lot of potential there, and I think that there's a lot to like in how um, dedicated it is to showing you what a, yeah. <laughs> what being on an aircraft carrier is like. I think there's a yeah. I think it's not a good film, but it's quite a unique film. I can't think of many films like the, it. 
I'd have it in the abyss sort of realm. One ninety. Yeah, that's a good call because abyss is very procedural, wasn't it? I personally will put it a bit higher than that. I, there's something I really just got with the vibe of it. I don't know what the... Well, maybe you should just go and watch Navy documentaries and not <laughs> sci-fi. Maybe I, I should. recommend some good ones. Yeah, no, I probably should. I would like a... Yeah, I do like it. Kind of yeah. Where do you reckon then? Where are you saying, Sam? Um, I, I mean, if you both say Abyss, I'll go with oh, no, Abyss. I don't mind. I think, it, I think Abyss is a good touch point because there's a lot of stuff that you watch in Abyss and go like, oh, wow, that looks amazing. I just... I, I feel like... As much as this film is not finished, I like that it makes me think about what it could be in a way. And mm. I, I, I just think I think that it wouldn't take much to make this into a really good film. I, don't, I think if you just finish the plot. How about around the mission to Mars? Because that's the mission to Mars mm. was always the one that was like well, that's a similar thing. Isn't it, it could it? have it's been great, but it didn't. It wasn't. You know, mm. so that's one three nine. One three nine. Yeah. 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 Above midnight special. Do that. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Brilliant. Sounds good. Well, there you go. It goes in at 139, um, which is above Midnight Special, below Mission to Mars. So it's not a bad performance for quite a lightly, um, you know, narrative film, shall we say. It's the best. This film was, um, was... It was missing a twist, wasn't it? Yeah. But... I've got a twist twist to bring for you, right? What? I'm going to bring a twist right now. What? You all thought that the military season, military ship base season was over. Yeah. We d- no, it's not. We, what? Next week, we're watching The Philadelphia Experiment. Uh, Anyone ever heard of that film? I have I heard have of actually. it, yeah. I don't yeah. know what it's about, but I've heard of it. Well, it's basically reverse of this film, <laughs> that a, a ship from the 40s gets sent into the future. Whoa. Nice. So it's the, uh, made in 1984, and it's basically the opposite of this. So we're going to extend, okay, extend mm. this further into a, thir- a third Navy-based science yeah. fiction film. Woo! Wimpack all the way. It's going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, we're on the USS Eldridge next time. That's uh, that next year. Nice, so, uh, nice. People at home, wow. get, get uh, acquainted with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Check us out, so, yeah. That's uh, that's next week, um, and uh, yeah. If there's nothing else to add, I shall oh. bid you farewell. Uh, aren't we going to be watching? Haven't we got a trailer to watch? Oh yeah, I'll leave that. No, going to watch it that. or watch it? Leave it. It's up to you. Leave it. Leave it. Hey, we leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Forget <laughs> we'll about that. Out. What we just said. It's what, too late <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit that. Uh, out. If you ever want to send us a film to watch, you can get us on all of these um, social medias with at Sci-Fi Rating, um, and yeah, we'll see you next week for some more naval action. Science <laughs> <laughs> fiction naval. Hopefully, s- hopefully, some refueling scenes. Woo! Oh, oh hell yeah! Woo. Yes, please. <laughs> right, say goodbye, everyone. <laughs>